Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Faces of TBI podcast series, the number one podcast for brain injury and concussion resources. I am Amy Zellmer, founder of FacesofTBI.com and your host. Today, I will be chatting with Dr. Spencer Zimmerman about peptides for concussion recovery. This episode is brought to you by Integrated Brain Centers. Located in Denver, Colorado, Dr. Shane Stedman and Perry Maynard are experts in functional neurology and treat complex concussion cases from around the country. With over 20 years of combined experience, they are leaders in helping patients who are suffering from post-concussion symptoms, including dizziness, vertigo, headache, and more. For your free consultation, you can find them online at integratedbraincenters.com. Hello, I am Amy Zellmer, and you're listening to Face of TBI, a podcast series for survivors by survivors, raising awareness about traumatic brain injury, one podcast at a time. Those of you who might not know who I am, I am a TBI survivor from a fall on the ice in February of 2014. I'm a frequent contributor to the Huffington Post, Thrive Global, and the Good Men Project, and I am author of Life with a Traumatic Brain Injury, Finding the Road Back to Normal, available on Amazon. Additionally, I am editor-in-chief of the Brain Health Magazine, and you can grab your free digital subscription at thebrainhealthmagazine.com. Be sure to save the date for March 16th. I am hosting a virtual Brain Injury Awareness Day event, and you can register at facesoftbi.com events. You can learn more about me and the podcast at facesoftbi.com. And you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Zellmer. Also, I invite you to join my private TBI tribe to connect with other survivors, caregivers, and loved ones. Today, my guest is Dr. Spencer Zimmerman, and he is a nurse practitioner and chiropractor in Meridian, Idaho. Over the last eight years, he has helped individuals regain their lives from a variety of neurological and autoimmune conditions and symptoms using therapies, using integrative therapies. These include, but are not limited to concussion, TBI, stroke, learning disabilities, and vertigo. So welcome to the podcast, Dr. Zimmerman. Really excited to have you here today. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, the first thing I love to ask our providers is just how did you come to work in the TBI community? What led you um, to specializing in working with us TBI survivors? Yeah, so for me, it was really a, it was a why, you know, I've, um, I've chronic back pain and it was, it was really frustrating because, you know, friends and family would see me and like, Oh, well, you know, you can't be in that type of pain because they couldn't see it. And I was really frustrated, you know, with being misunderstood. And in chiropractic school, they were always talking about the nervous systems, the master system on the body. And so part of it was, you know, trying to find my own line. But then as I did that, I found a group that, mostly saw concussions and traumatic brain injuries. And I've got to tell you, there's nothing more rewarding than watching someone who's been struggling for 5, 10, 15 years get back their life whenever they didn't think it was possible mm, because mm-hmm. I call it needless 
suffering, you know. Um, my wife actually took a concussion back in middle school in a car accident that was never diagnosed. And it wasn't until, you know, basically 15 to 20 years down the road when I knew enough. I was like, oh, wow, she's still struggling from concussion yeah. issues that were never identified. And I mean, I have to imagine that you see that quite frequently, these concussions that were never really diagnosed. And, you know, looking back 20 years ago, even 10 years ago, um, I don't think they're diagnosed appropriately. Even now, I mean, I just, someone just the other day wrote about how their son went to the emergency room because he hit his head and they told me he was fine them home and it's lackadaisical um the medical community is with concussion and brain injury you know and and a lot of that is just lack of training and then it's understanding what the er is there for they're fantastic you got a fracture you've got Mm -hmm. you know you need a cast you need stitches if you've got a brain bleed you know they're typically never going to miss that they are fantastic but with concussions, you know, they're like, well, what do you want us to do about it? They scratch their head. <laughs> you know, unfortunately, you get diagnosed with neck pain or a headache or you're, yeah. you know, if you've got your symptoms that persist for a few months, you're just told you're depressed or else it's in your head. Um, and what I want people to know is don't take that too personally. You know, it's not an attack on you. That is it's just really their training and really an absence of training with concussions. Um, and you just need to get to the right place because a normal CT or a normal MRI, that just means you don't have a fracture or a bleed. Yeah. In no shape or form means you don't have a concussion. Um, it just means you need to get to the proper place to actually receive a proper evaluation because that's the only way a concussion diagnosis should be really made anyways. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, in my journey, I have met so many people who struggled for years and not didn't even know they had a brain injury and then something else happened, or maybe they had a second injury and then they finally dug down and were like, Oh yeah. You know, I was in a car accident when I was 17. you know, I totaled my car and flipped it 10 times. Um, so there's a really good chance you've probably had a brain injury in that accident. Right. Um, and absolutely. Like you said, the emergency room, they're, they're excellent at keeping us alive and fixing us up and putting us back together again. Um, but, you know, their training in concussion, it's, it's just not there. And it's getting better. Um, and I don't want to say that all emergency doctors, you know, miss it. Um, it's definitely getting better. But even, you know, where do you typically go after you've had your accident or after, after you've had an emergency room? You typically go to your GP. And, you know, I think it's getting missed quite a bit there. It's, again, it's all getting better. Um, but I, I do, you know, like you said, some people are just diagnosed and sent away with headaches or neck pain. And, and I'm hopeful that they make their way to a chiropractor um, because I feel that chiropractors at least have a broad understanding 
and know that there are functional neurology providers out there. Um, so, you know, I'm hopeful that we're starting to get people moving in the right direction. Um, and, and, you know, that's, again, why I do what I do is to try and get people the right resources sooner. Um, so, Dr. Zimmerman, let's, let's jump into your topic of peptides. Um, and I think the best place to start is with what the heck is a peptide? I'm sure most people listening are like, what does that even mean? Yeah, so peptides are really, it's just a amino acid sequence. Um, and these peptides are naturally produced within our own body. So, and a lot of new medications you've seen coming out, they are peptides. And probably the oldest and most well-known peptide is insulin. Um, it's already naturally produced within our own body. It's made up of certain sequences. And because of that, you know, it can act in a variety of ways in the body. And we actually have thousands of different peptides um, in us. And these have really been coming to light over the past 50 years of how we can use them to help our bodies heal in a different way and to treat a variety of different things. And how is a peptide... So I'm sure most people listening have heard of stem cells and stem cell replacement. How are peptides different or the same or similar as stem cells? Yeah, so they're actually very different. Um, when you're looking at stem cells, stem cells, you're just given an injection typically. Um, if you're lucky, you know, you get it done at more precise way to get more benefit out of it. But a stem cell, it becomes whatever the environment tells it to become. It doesn't inherently become anything. Now, what peptides can do, and it's why some providers actually combine peptides with stem cells, peptides are targeted. So there are certain peptides we can use to specifically go after your brain or to go after different parts of your immune system. And so those are going to act on certain areas through receptors, and it's going to create a pretty predictable response. Whereas with stem cells, if you've tried stem cells before, those are very hit or miss for people. There are people who do stem cells, and they'll tell you it's the best thing they've ever done in the world. And then there are others who are like, I cannot believe I did that. It didn't do anything for me. And it's because there wasn't a guide. And so peptides very strongly can work as a guide. Um, some of them do act on stem cells as well and can allow our body to have growth chemicals and things like that to connect better. And so that's really the main difference is peptides are targeted to specific areas because they naturally occur in our body, whereas stem cells, whatever they become is what they become. It's completely dependent on the environment in the body. And how are peptides administered? How are you getting them into the patient? So depending on the peptide, peptides are administered predominantly in three different ways. Um, there are some peptides that you can take by mouth, just like it's a supplement or a medication. There are other peptides that are done via an injection. 
And now those injections, for the most part, are typically just subcutaneous, so it's just a small little needle. And then there are some peptides that can be done through either nasal spray or even topically. Um, those are a little bit more limited. So most common is injection, then followed by taking them by mouth. <clears throat> Excuse me. How are you, what, what results are you seeing using peptides with your concussion um, patients? What, what, what are some of the symptoms that you're looking for specifically, perhaps, that you're going to use the peptides for? And then what, what type of results are you finding? Yeah, so I'm using it really, you know, for there are some of those patients where they take a little bit more work. You know, there's more complications. They've got yeah. some headaches that are not relenting. They've got sleep issues that, you know, just aren't cutting it um, with supplements and they're not wanting medications because of the trade-offs that unfortunately are made with a lot of those different medications. Um also issues of memory, focus, concentration. So there's a variety of different ones. But I've had patients who have unrelenting headaches, and by using some of the peptides, we're able to get that down drastically or get them to completely go away. Have others where it's light sensitivity. Have others where it's sleep, you know, not being able to get a good night's sleep, and now they're sleeping for the first time in ages. Um, their brain fog is clearing up, their focus and concentration, and their just their cognitive processing speed and not feeling so slow yeah. improves. And they're like, wow, I can actually think. Yeah. And, you know, that has to be so rewarding. You know, as you said earlier, um, watching people regain a quality of life that they had lost. You know, I, for me, I was two and a half years in before I found functional neurology and, you know, it kind of blew my mind that there was a therapy out there that could help me and nobody had told me about it. Right. Cause I had been begging my neurologist for some type of help. And, you know, to know now that I know even more and know, that there's even so much more than just functional neurology out there that can help us. And, you know, in, in, it's a very um, multidisciplinary approach, right? Like it's not just one individual thing um, that's going to help. It's doing multiple different things. Um, you know, it's not just specifically vision therapy or just specifically peptides. It's, you know, a combination of things, um, uh, you know, would you would you agree with that that um, it's this multi multiple approach? Absolutely. You know, because I started off using just more of the functional neurology, so balance training, eye movement testing, and mm -hmm. therapy. You know, vision therapy, sensory input. Um, started off with, and that would only bring us so far. You know, there were always some of those cases that just, no matter what you were hitting them with you couldn't get them to the spot they wanted to be. And it wasn't until I brought in the peptides that I could take some of these harder cases. And what I was trying to accomplish with eight, nine different supplements, you know, one or two peptides was knocking out. And it was just very remarkable to me of, you know, 
those were just so much stronger than the supplements were, and they could move things in a way that the supplements just couldn't in a lot of those cases that were just some of the hardest cases I come across. Mm-hmm. And to be clear, you're not using peptides with every single patient you see, correct? You're, um, you're evaluating and using them for those that you think would benefit from it. Yes, absolutely. You know, that's, that's one of the big things, you know, in the world of brain rehab <laughs> is you may have transcranial magnetic stimulation, hyperbaric oxygen therapy, neurofeedback, vision therapy, right? I've got all that stuff at the clinic, but not everyone needs it. You know, and the yeah. same thing is true with peptides. Not everyone needs peptides. That's really reserved for about my 10% um, of the hardest patients that aren't progressing the way they need to, or in those patients where they're like, well, if it'll help me accelerate my recovery, you know, let's do it. Um, And then I'll use it in them as well, because they just want to get better faster than they would have without. Yeah. And, you know, also, I I do want to talk about the fact that you have a more unique um, credential. You're, not only a chiropractor with the functional neurology diplomate, you're also a nurse practitioner. Um, and what made you, because you did chiropractic school first, correct? And what, what inspired you to go on and also get your nurse practitioner? Because that's another, what, another four years of school on top of it? Yeah, so whenever I was in chiropractic school, I was working at one of the brain centers down in Dallas and we had all these patients coming in because if, you know, most of your listeners, right, who are dealing with concussion issues and TBI, they get told they're depressed. And so they get yeah. on antidepressants and we were having a lot of patients coming in and they were over medicated, you know, they come in and they've got tremors yeah. and they feel awful. And you look at their medications and I'm like, um, you're overly medicated, but as a chiropractor, you can't actually tell them that and you couldn't do anything about it. It was very limited to you trying to work with their provider to get them off the med. And for a lot of the patients, because they've been put through the gamut so much, they don't actually want to go back to that provider who put them on it. They're frustrated. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And And then beyond that, you know, doing the functional medicine side and being like, oh, wow, you don't produce testosterone, guy. Like, you're never going to heal if we don't get your testosterone where it needs to be. And I didn't like being limited um, in the type of care I could provide. I really thought it was important for me. If I'm going to do something, I want to do it right. And I want to provide people the highest level of care possible. And so because of that, Actually, even before I graduated chiropractic school, in my last trimesters, what we call them, the semester, and I was already doing my nursing school prereqs because I knew I wouldn't be happy if I couldn't provide people the highest level of care possible. And by having the nurse practitioner degree, that has allowed me to bring my care to the next level and to provide a more comprehensive care than I could have ever provided without it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, and you know, I think 
there's only a handful of you out there who have the NPDC credentialing. Um, and the whole medication thing, I think, is so overlooked or I don't know if that's the right word. Um, but you, you mentioned something that I want to go back to. You mentioned that people come in with hand tremors or just tremors in general. Um, let's, <coughs> excuse me, I have a tickle. Um, let's talk about that for just a moment, the whole tremors, because that is something that comes up in my Facebook group a lot. Like I have hand tremors or, you know, I feel like I'm shaking on the inside. And you mentioned that that can be a byproduct of medication. Um, so would you mind just like talking about the tremors specifically for a moment? Yeah, so you can get tremors as a side effect from too much serotonin-based medications. So let's say, for example, um, you've been diagnosed with depression and you're on Zoloft or Prozac. And then you've also got sleep issues. And so your trazodone is very commonly given for sleep. What most people don't know is trazodone is also an SSRI. It's a serotonin-based medication. And so now you've got two serotonin-based medications. Um, and then let's say you're still not responding and you get put on what, you know, there's some combination serotonin and norepinephrine-based medications as well. So now you get one of those. And now you've got three different medications that all impact your serotonin-based symptoms. And you initially didn't have any hand tremors you know, when you had your concussion, it wasn't until you started adding these different medications. And that's just a dead giveaway that mm -hmm. you've got serotonin syndrome is what it's called. And it's important that you actually have a provider um, who, who can see and really deals with that side of it. Because if you don't, your tremor is not going away because you do functional neurology. That's a medication yeah. side effect to your heart rate. Yep. You know, you'll feel your heart's racing and you feel off. Like that is what it's from. And you, you never want to um, just get off those medications. Those are nasty medications, you know. So going back to the example, let's say you're on Zoloft, you're on Cymbalta, and you're on Trazodone. And I understand there's probably a lot of you listening who are on those three medications. Yeah. You cannot just get off those medications. It will make you worse. You never cold turkey one of those. And so it's very important to have someone who understands it because some people get off those quicker than others. Um, but it can be a journey to get off it right. But like yeah. I said, your hand tremor, those shakes won't go away. Functional neurology, because it's a medication side effect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that's a really important understanding. Um, you know, I meet so many people who are just so medicated and they don't know, they don't even know what to do, right? Like they have this box of pills that they have to take every day and they don't even fully know what all of them do. And it's really sad. And, you know, I, I was in a position um, that the neuropsychology want, psychologist wanted to put me on uh, antidepressant sleeping pills and Ritalin all at once, just 
after one appointment with me. And I just intuitively knew that that was going to help me. You know, I had asked her, you know, how's that going to help my brain injury? And she looked at me and said, oh, you're just depressed. And, you know, I think that that's something many people listening can relate to being told that they're just depressed or that it's just a mental health issue. And in reality, it's a symptom of their brain injury. It's not the root problem. It's a symptom. Um, and so it's important that we get to the root of the problem. Um, and the medications are oftentimes just masking it. They're not, they're not fixing it. It's just masking it. And, you know, don't, don't get me wrong. There's definitely situations where people absolutely need medications. Um, but I think the vast majority are on medications that they don't need. Correct. You know, it's just done because that's what you're taught. You know, that, heck, that's what I was taught in nurse practitioner school was, oh, well, they've, you know, they've got this. Here's what you give them. And, and it's just so important to find and to get the right approach. You know, I'm not opposed if someone's on it because they're suicidal. But at the same time, I've had people use those same medications they were prescribed from their psychiatrist as an attempt to commit suicide. Mm. And mm-hmm. so it, yep. it, it's very dangerous because the black box warning on medications like Zoloft is increased risk yeah. of suicide. Um, and, you know, I've had people who just stop taking them completely because they say, well, it's not working. And, and it, it's, and that's why it's so important to really find someone who can help you manage it get off it appropriately because, you should have someone who's there and is truly invested in your health and isn't going to shame you. Um, I just have so many patients come in all the time who, you know, I really want them to work with their doctor who prescribed that medication, but they get shamed whenever they try to say, well, yeah, I want to get off. Yeah. I don't think it's working. It's making me feel bad. I just feel like a zombie um, or my emotions are just, gone. I don't have happiness. I don't have sadness. I'm just completely flat. Yeah. They get shamed and pressured and, you know, I'm the doctor, you're the patient. You need to listen to me. Yeah. It's, it's sadly a cycle that I see frequently in the TBI world. Um, Dr. Zimmerman, we're just about out of time and I would love to wrap up by asking what your words of advice for anyone listening today who is still struggling after their concussion, TBI, no matter how many years it's been, you know, it could be two weeks or it could be 20 years. Um, what is your advice and suggestions to them? First, I want to tell you, don't give up. Um, there's a yeah. big myth out there that if you've had this for more than six months or a year, you're just never going to get better or else it magically goes away. Um, neither <laughs> one of those is true. It can definitely still improve. I've seen it improve 10, 20 years down the road. And then the next thing is, and this is probably every bit as important, um, just because the previous approach you've tried doesn't mean there's not one out there that can help you and that you're doomed to fail. A lot of patients mm-hmm. I see, they're so afraid of failing again that they're afraid to try um, because in the world of brain health and neurology, 
things have expanded drastically over the past 10, 20 years. I mean, the things that we can do with hyperbaric and transcranial magnetic stimulation, and now, you know, what this was on was peptides. Like I said, peptides have been a game changer for a lot of my patients where they've had the regular functional neurology and they didn't see the improvement. And it wasn't until we brought in the next layer that we were able to bring them to a place that before they didn't think was possible. And I told them, you know, I was like, heck, before I did peptides, it wasn't possible for some of these patients to take that next step. Yeah. And anyone listening um, that is interested in learning more about you, um, they can visit your website, which is idahobrainandbody.com. And I do have that in the show notes. Um, And I do believe you offer a free phone consultation, correct? I do a free, um, you know, about 25, 30 minute phone consultation because my approach is I've been in your shoes. I've walked in a doctor's office. But I'm like, I would have known that's what I was walking into. I would have never shown up yeah. Um, because they clearly didn't care and didn't even understand what I needed. And I don't think, I personally don't believe anyone should have to feel that way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I have in the show notes the clickable link so anyone listening can go ahead and click through and connect with Dr. Zimmerman. And just thank you so much for being here today. I think this is an incredible topic, um, you know, something we really haven't covered before. And I just really appreciate you taking the time and being here today. Yeah, thanks for having me. And thank you, everyone, for listening. I really hope that you enjoyed today's episode and got some wonderful golden nuggets from Dr. Zimmerman. And again, you can find him at idahobrainandbody.com. And just another big thank you to our sponsor, Integrated Brain Centers. You can... um, Schedule your free consultation online at integratedbraincenters.com. And again, you can find previous podcast episodes on most streaming platforms, such as iTunes, or you can find them directly at facesoftbi.com. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Zalmer. And also remember to join Amy's TBI tribe on Facebook. Thank you for listening. And thank you for being a part of my journey. Have a great day, everyone. And I'll see you in the next episode.